Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is season two of the Grace Point Daily Podcast, where we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. So like, share, subscribe, tell someone about the Grace Point Daily Podcast, all right? We want you guys to dial into each and every episode. So today I want to talk about the power of dream. We've been doing something uh, at my local church this year. We've been going through the story. It's an abridged chronological version of the Bible by Randy Fries and Max Lucado. Kind of a fun way to read the Bible. It reads itself as a story. And so just kind of a fun way to go through it. So I came to the part of the story where we have one of the all-time great dreamers in the Bible labeled Joseph. He was the one with the fancy coat, the color coat of many colors. And uh, basically, here's what people thought of him, or at least his brothers thought of him. I got to the part of the story where they say, here comes that dreamer. And he was known as one who had a dream, who dreamed a dream from God. And he was put down for it. And uh, so just in essence, he was labeled a dreamer. And I want to talk about, encourage, and even pray that God will fill you this year in 2020, your, your local church, with dreams. So I want to, for a few minutes, talk about the power of a dream. The Bible is filled with people who dreamed, okay? And I'm going to be talking about not daydreams, not like, uh, you know, I was just driving my car and I was just dreaming, you know? No, I'm, I'm talking about being in your sleep physically and dreaming. Followers of God and people who didn't follow God, which is a very important thing to remember when we talk about dreams, uh, they all had dreams. I mean, Joseph is very interesting because he had to interpret a dream for Pharaoh who wasn't even a follower of God. So dreams are powerful, they're important, and and I'm going to try to make the argument that they're vital to our spiritual life. God intentionally created us with the ability to dream so that we can know and experience him more as well as live out his will for our lives. All right. And again, I'm talking about dreaming in your sleep at night, uh, taking a nap when you are in a physical state of sleep and you're dreaming. This is what I'm talking about. All right. Dreaming is not childish or foolish, but has been integral to integral to God's plan being revealed and manifested through the lives of man. So check this out. This is what I'm trying to say today in a nutshell. Dreaming is a powerful way to connect with God. And here's what I'm learning. I turned 40 this year. I'm getting all kinds of epic wisdom now, right, that I'm an old man. But I'm learning more and more ways to connect with God as I get older. And I'm learning as I read the Bible this year that one of the best coolest, most powerful ways that I can connect with God is in my dreams while I'm dreaming. So it's a powerful way to connect with God. I'm going to reel off some different verses at all the ways God has interacted with man through dreams. And this isn't extensive. This isn't every verse. You can pull up whatever Bible app that you have or on your desktop and just Google dreams in biblegateway.com or whatever it might be. And you'll find scripture upon scripture upon scripture of people who were given dreams by God and connected with God while dreaming. Check this out. Genesis 20 verse 3. But God came to Abimelech in a dream during the night and said, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken as your wife, for she is another man's wife. Genesis 28, verse 12. He dreamed that there was a ladder stairway placed on the earth, and the top of it reached out of sight toward heaven. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. So I'm not 
really diving into the context. I'm just giving you examples of where people were dreaming and had a dream and were given a dream by God in the Bible. Genesis 31 level, uh, 31 11. And the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, here I am. Genesis 37, five. Now Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Genesis 41, verse one. Now it happened at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. And so here's an example of God giving important dreams regarding God's will to someone who's not even a follower of God. Judges 7.15, when Gideon heard the account of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. Then he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the camp of Midian into your hand. 1 Kings 3.5, and Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Ask me what I shall give you. So here's what we're seeing. We see that people all over in the Bible are having dreams, <laughs> good, bad, weird. And, and isn't that funny? Because dreams are not necessarily something that we can control. Like I, I know for me, we all probably dream differently or some of us dream more or less. I tend to dream a lot and I have some of those dreams. I'm just like, whoa, uh, I don't get that. That was weird. But you know what? We got to be careful because people in the Bible dream dreams, some of which were seemingly very weird, but God was still even in the mix in the midst of those. But many of these dreams were critical to the individual that God was speaking to in regards to God's plan and will. And here's what I'm trying to get you to think about. Maybe just God is speaking to you through dreams at night while you're sleeping. So maybe some of those dreams that you're having, they're not in vain, but rather they could be potentially God speaking to you. Have you considered or thought about that dream or the dreams that you've been having? Maybe one of them or all of them just might be God speaking to you. Now, I can't say everyone is or isn't. I don't know. I'm not serving as dream interpreter right now, but I am telling you that God puts dreams in the hearts and lives of people to speak to the direction and the will that he has for that person, for you, for me, and also for God's people. All right. So let's talk about the power of a dream. Just giving you some few simple thoughts to think about. And hopefully you can be Holy Ghost scientists, Holy Spirit scientists, and you can play around with us, enjoy and experiment. And you can go home tonight or whatever day it is for you. And you can go to sleep tonight and say, oh man, maybe I'll encounter God in a dream. All right. Here's the first thing. A dream gives us direction. Our dreams act as a compass and help us choose a path among our many options. Dreams shape our choices that shape our way forward. So without Pharaoh's dream and Joseph's interpretation, that would not have had direct, uh, they would not have had direction to store food. So God, what's interesting about this story is number one, God gives a dream to someone who's not even a follower of God. And that dream has to be interpreted by Joseph who knows God personally, who has a relationship with him. But that dream was critical. I mean, could you imagine if Pharaoh would have just pitched that dream? If he would have just you know, uh, that was just weird. That was just a weird dream. I'll just, I'll just, throw. no, it, it, it was clearly a dream that he wanted to figure out what is the purpose of this dream. And Joseph was able to give the interpretation and it gave direction from God regarding the future. And it saved Pharaoh and his people and it saved God and his people. If that dream had not been given, many people would not have died. If they wouldn't sought out what is the meaning of this dream, they could have missed out on God's will, God's direction, and God's 
literal salvation in terms of physically for many, many people, all right? So a dream, dreams can give us direction regarding what God is doing and wanting to do in our lives. So that's why I challenge you. Sometimes you might wake up and have a dream or have a dream, wake up, and you might want to just pray about that and be like, Lord, maybe there's some direction here that you're trying to give me in the context of this dream. Number two, a dream increases our potential. Dreams help us realize our potential and to tap into our greatest resources within us and around us. Now, going back to this example of Joseph being a dreamer, he had a dream that like his brothers were going to bow to him, that he was lifted up and they did not like him. That dream, because they're like, oh, you're saying you're going to be better than us. You're going to be bigger, smarter, more powerful. And although Joseph was a man of humility and character, guess what that dream did mean? Yes, he was going to be lifted up. He was going to have a position of leadership one day that would far exceed his brothers. He had such great potential and that potential was given in that dream. And he continued to be faithful. He had good characters. There's so many things that Joseph exemplified. And eventually that dream led to exponential potential to him being a leader of a country and bringing deliverance to people. It was amazing. A dream increases our potential. Our dreams can speak to us about who God wants us to be and the great things that he has in store for us. Number three, a dream helps us prioritize. Dreams help us weigh our choices and make trade-offs based on what we truly value and what really matters to us. You know, dreams help us give us direction. Uh, you know, what's the dream, the God dream that you have? And if you're kind of like, uh, as you're listening to the podcast, I want you to begin to seek out what is it the God dream has for you? What are the dreams that God's putting inside of you? Because you have such amazing potential and such amazing things that God is wanting to do inside of you that you need to start prioritizing. Okay, this is the dream that God has put in my heart. This is the vision. This is what God has for me. And I know if that dream is going to become a reality, then I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to not do this. All right. Dreams help us prioritize. Number four, a dream adds value to our work. The same job takes on new meaning when we add emotion and add vision and bring our dreams to life. You know, if we're not in pursuit and living out our dreams, life becomes really kind of dull, meaningless, boring. But when we are pursuing and in pursuit of God dreams that he has put inside of us, it just adds so much more meaning and value and determination to what we're doing and, and to who we are. All right. Number five, a dream predicts our future. We create our future by chasing our dreams. And it's what we become in the pursuit of our dreams that makes the journey worth it dreams, you know, God dreams, give us a revelation, give us a picture of what is to come and what God is wanting to do in us. You know, that dream that Joseph had as a young man, little did he know. I mean, he knew he was going to be lifted up. He knew that his brothers were going to be bowing down to him. He, you know, he could see a picture. He could see a foreshadowing, but yet at the same time, he, he didn't fully grasp what was happening. But that, that dream was predicting one day what would happen in his life. And hindsight, they say, is always twenty twenty, right? So when he finally got to that place and his brothers were bowing down to him, now he could be like, 
whoa, dude, the dream, the dream has come true. That dream long ago was predicting and showing me my future, even though I didn't understand it. So, you know, that's the other thing is sometimes as we're dreaming and God's putting dreams and visions inside of our heart, we don't really understand it because we can't really see the future quite yet. We're not operating in the future. We're operating in the present and we have to be obedient in that. Here's the last thing, and then I want to throw out one kind of interesting thought to you. Number six, dare to act on your dreams. Don't let your dreams sit on the shelf. Live them, breathe them, be the change that you always wanted. One of the things is I have, I'm getting older or more in ministry is I'm just trying to be obedient and act on the things that I feel that God is putting inside of me. Listen, as I'm a pastor. I, I do things like podcasting and things of that nature, but you know, every pastor I know longs for and dreams to have a big church and a big ministry and all these different kinds of things. Uh, and, and that can become very frustrating hard because if, if it doesn't feel like you're as successful as you want to be, it's like, oh man, I'm not living up to my dreams or my dreams are never going to come to pass. But I know that there's one thing that we can do is that when God speaks and challenges us to do something that we would be willing to act upon it and to do it. It's I keep kind of saying this is like, you know, I'm just going to do what God tells me to do, be obedient, step out in faith, and, and I'll leave the results in the hands of God because some of those things I can't control anyway. So dare to act on your dreams. Not long ago, just a couple weeks ago now, we had the big accident that made the news all over. Doesn't matter who you are. You heard of this, whether you're an NBA fan or not, but the death of Kobe Bryant was all over the news. It happened on a Sunday morning. He got in a horrific helicopter crash. And so every news outlet was covering this story, and I'm a big NBA guy, big fan, uh, and I was like, whoa, totally shocked when I heard the news. And so I began to Google, and I was searching YouTube one day regarding dreams, and I found this this video of Kobe, and he was teaching and speaking, not teaching, but speaking at a college, and they're talking to Kobe, and they're like, man, Kobe, how have you been so successful? How have you been able to do all this stuff? And Kobe gives this very simple answer. He says, uh I dream a lot. I dream a lot. And what a simple answer. He's just like, I dream a lot. You know, I, I, I take time to dream and the vision about who I am and who I want to be and the things that one, I, the thing, I, Kobe Bryant's a dreamer. He was a dreamer. Are you a dreamer? And so I just, I want to have that Joseph type spirit mentality. I want the church to have it, my local church. I want the, the church to have it. I want you to have it where you become a dreamer and you begin to dream big dreams for God. All right, one other thought, I'm gonna wrap it up. I, want, I found this very interesting article. I'll talk about this quite often when I'm preaching, speaking, sometimes in a podcasting, that when I'm searching out these topics, biblical topics, that sometimes I'll go and look up uh, secular takes or articles regarding the things that I'm I'm processing or thinking about. So I began to look up psychologytoday.com or just different psychological websites talking about dreams. And so I found this one that was very interesting. Let me just read it. It said, deprive yourself of sleep and you'll lose your dreams. Here's what it says. So it's terrific sleep is getting this long overdue attention, but I'm wondering what about dreams? I haven't heard much about dreams in the discussion. All right, here we go. When you wake to an early alarm, cutting off the last hour or two of sleep, the sleep you sacrifice is mainly REM, rapid eye movement, the most dream-rich stage of sleep. Most dream, uh, we dream in all stages of sleep, not just REM, but our most vivid and memorable and emotionally resonant dreams, those wild, phantasmagoric, 
<laughs> sorry for stumbling there, images and stories that play through our heads like films occur mainly in the stretch of REM just before we wake up in the morning. What does it mean to lose our dreams? A normal sleeper, a good sleeper, spends about a quarter of sleep time in REM. So a person who lives, check this out, 90 years will spend six or seven years in REM sleep. And when the research and when we're researchers deprive people of REM, there's there's REM rebound and increase in amount and intensity of REM equivalent to the duration of the deprivation. So it seems dreams are there for something and have some purpose. So, all right, here we go. So here, that's the big, big thing, that last sentence. They're like, hmm, seems like dreams are there for something. Seems like, hmm, dreams have a purpose. Yes, they do. The Bible says so. All throughout the Bible, uh, people were getting and experiencing dreams, God dreams, and God was speaking to and giving dreams and giving revelation and direction and revealing God's will, revealing the future, revealing eternal things in the context of dreams. So here's what I'm trying to get at in this last 15 16 minutes of talking to you on this podcast is I want to encourage you to be a dreamer and I want to encourage you to dream. And uh, I, I bless you to have a really good night's sleep, that you would learn to sleep well. Because here's what I'm trying to say is we sometimes talk about, oh, worship is so awesome uh, about prayer. You know, how can I get to know God more? It's like, well, read your Bible and pray, read your Bible and pray, read your Bible and pray. Well, how about dream more? How about sleep really good tonight so that you have an opportunity to dream because in your sleep could and dreaming (laughs) could potentially be one of the greatest God encounters that you might ever have. So I encourage you this year, I encourage you in general, become a dreamer, dream, dream. I'm, I'm talking about, again, not just daydreaming, but in your sleep, say, God, speak to me in dreams. And when you have a dream, man, when you wake up from that dream saying, God, was that bad pizza? Uh, did I eat too much uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings last night? Or God, you know, I don't know, or maybe it is a God dream, whatever it might be, but I bless you to experience God in ways that you never have before in the context of dreams. You research it, you check it out the Bible. Let me know what you think. I'll talk to you guys next time.